When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. RingCentral, simpler communications. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our third episode of Sideline Summit. I'm here with uh, my co-host, Daniel Cole, you Penn's finest, but he seems to be home for the weekend. And I'm actually up at my brother's school, uh, Kutztown University, where my brother will actually be a co-host or he'll be our guest on this on this episode. Uh, but before we get into that, Danny, how are you doing today? Yeah, there's a lot of news going on in the sports world. You got the Steelers hiring Brian Flores. You got the NBA All Star Game. There's a lot to talk about. I think it's a great day. Uh, hit 225 on bench. Have to plug that there. Really, really yeah, accomplished. Huge, huge memory, fellas. If you're listening and you ever, if you hit your 225 bench, comment down below if you ever hit 225, and uh, I'll send you five dollars if you've ever hit 225. Daniel, you're not allowed to comment. <laughs> And and I know if you're lying. I do know if you're lying. And if you if you really need proof, send it to one of us on Instagram. And you get or you can send it to our Instagram at sideline summit pod. Whatever. All right. But uh, I think it's time to bring in our guest for today, my brother Giovanni Perez. We're going to talk some Steelers. Well, it's time to bring in our guest for this episode, my brother Giovanni Perez. Uh, he also has a YouTube channel. He uh, streams gaming. He's a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and he likes the Celtics just as I do. Uh, Giovanni, how are you doing today? Um, I'm going to be completely honest. I feel like crap. Um, I'm currently dealing with a hangover, so uh, excuse me if I stutter. Look like crap. Well, that's natural, but just bear with me for this. Thank you much. 
while he's here, you know, him and Danny are huge Steelers fans. So we're there. Uh, this is almost their segment, but I'm still going to pull up, you know, what they're going to be talking about. And first thing we want to touch on is Steelers draft before I let them kind of take over. Um, I just want to put my input. I think they should not trade up. I think they should just sit there and take whatever QB is there for them if they don't already have one on the team. Uh, whether that be honestly, I think they should get Matt Corral or they should get Malik Willis. Malik Willis has been a guy that Tomlin has liked uh, for this process, but uh, that's just what I think. I'm going to hand the mic over to Giovanni. This is really a Danny and Giovanni segment. Well, um, yeah, I guess I'll start again. I start here. I'm just going to give it to you. Yeah, the Steelers really have an interesting position where we need O line to let Najee Harris do his thing. We also, our quarterback play is kind of non-existent. Big Ben was kind of negative values of the team last year. We need to find a long-term answer. I don't think the long-term answer is in this draft. If we sit here, I'd rather us take an offensive lineman or a different positional prospect. But I think the Steelers might reach and go for like Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett if they're there. Um, I think we, we could find our answer in Jimmy Garoppolo for a year or two and try to work through the draft in the next two years, but I don't think it's this year. Um, I'm liking the position that you're going with here, but um, considering those quarterbacks in the league currently, we can definitely find something with those people. Aaron Rodgers not being familiar or in good standards with his team back-to-back MVP, a pickup like that would be game-chasing, even if it's for a few years. On top of that, we could have, um, you know, Deshaun Watson is in the in the talk, but he has other outside issues, external parties that he needs to extinguish with first. Um, like you said, Jimmy G, but in my true opinion for the Steelers draft, I say we move up. And in saying that, I feel like, we found our new middle linebacker, the one that is actually here to stay. I think Joe Schobert proved himself that he can have the position to start in the position. And Devin Bush is just too valuable of a man to let sit on the bench or catch a few snaps a game. So I feel like the combination of Devin Bush and the draft pick that we have, we can move up and not too much to grab a quarterback, unless that's what we desire. If we can grab like the number one or two quarterback, I'm even, even if not, I'm a big fan of Carson strong. He's a big, uh, tall quarterback with great throw power. He is baby hands. He is still throwing it. Joe Burrow. Baby hands. Get on my face. Joe, Joe Burrow has baby hands. All right. Don't, don't sleep on the baby hands, baby hands in the NFL is your size hands. How do you feel? I'm not in the NFL. All right, I don't want to hear that. Then you, you two, you two have baby hands, as they say. Hmm. But I am a fan There's two of some of these quarterbacks that I would really like in Pittsburgh next year: Russell Wilson and, and they Carson are. Wentz. Russell Wilson can't forget Carson about Wentz. Really I do not want to see nope. Wentz. I, I absolutely I do not I, want to see I, Wentz. I Go ahead, for Danny. Go ahead. Give Give me the logic behind Wentz, because as a obviously I'm an Eagles fan. I've seen Carson Wentz at his absolute highest. And his absolute lowest. So, I, I don't know what what's your vision on that because his contract is so bad. Like, I don't know what, what what's the vision. What's yeah, the Wentz's vision? contract. Is, so Wentz's contract isn't as bad as you think. The debt, uh, his his guarantee money ends this year. Um, 
So his contract is expiring in 2022, so it's not that bad of a contract. Uh, Wentz really played like a young Big Ben, and if he can bring any sort of mobileness, any sort of touch, I think Tomlin can really reconnect him with that touch. Uh, I don't think he had the weapons in Indianapolis. He he had Michael Pittman and nothing else. Uh, He kind of really had to rely on a run game. If you give him Deontay Johnson, Claypool would be his uh, Pittman now. I think Carson Wentz can go to the other side of Pennsylvania and kind of turn around. I see the vision. I do see the vision, but um, I'm going to disagree because I've seen the man literally average two turnovers a game, so it's hard. That's coming from an Eagles fan that um, he yeah, but carried them to a Super Bowl. A t- hurts better. Hurt, hurts. He had 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. That's the exact same stat line he had two years ago when people were saying he carried them to the playoffs. That's a good point. But, but however, no one's going to look at that. Everyone's going to look at he absolutely shit the bucket against, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, but enough about Carson Wentz. Uh, um, news that broke today right before we started was the Brian Flores hiring. And a lot of people were thinking like, oh, we've never seen someone go from head coach to like a positional coach. But, you know, he's your guys now. You know, Brian Flores is the linebacker coach and defensive senior assistant for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So just want to know your guys' thoughts. We'll start with Giovanni. Well, I absolutely love the signing. I can't. You can't go wrong with signing the man that was already in such a high position prior. And I feel like um, with this new type core that we have with the linebackers, we have T.J. Watt as our edge rusher. We have Alex Highsmith, who's been injured for a portion of the year, but now he's coming back. He's going to get a lot of knowledge put into his head, especially from a man that watched the whole defense. Rather than Now he's just focused on a single core. I believe this is a huge signing. And going forward, I'm, I'm a big Joe Showbook guy. But if Devin Bush can get in there too, his value can be even more in a year from now. Yeah, I, I don't think you realize Showbert has a really high ha- cap hit. Uh he, he might want to be cut this offseason to create some cap, uh, just cap casually. Um, he's a great player for the Steelers, but I don't know if they're going to pay him $13 million a year like he's getting. But I think that on the Flores hiring, Brian Flores really he, – he used to coach linebackers for the Patriots, so he's bringing that um, experience. I think what he brings to the defense is overall experience. Um Tomlin really wasn't calling plays. Keith Butler's old defense is kind of dated. Uh, the Steelers really, they're running this Blitzburg defense where their corners suck, their linebackers aren't playing good coverage. I think Flores can bring them, bring them in and coach them up to actually play good coverage. I definitely agree that that is an aspect we need to look at. You know, cross the middle balls are just – so easy against the Steelers. We rush everybody and don't play quick enough. So I believe Brian Flores is definitely the man for this. Would you like to give an input? No, I'll add a little bit of input. You're adding a very good defensive mind to an already pretty solid defense. I said if the Steelers had even Jimmy Garoppolo as their quarterback, I said they'd be the one seed. I truly believe there is just that much talent on the team. Um, but speaking you know, of the Steelers, where they would rank, let's get into some predictions. You're just, you guys you know, just talk about maybe record, where they'll sit in the North next year, how far they can get in the playoffs. And to be honest, I think they could end up 
they could easily end up last in their division. I'll give them third, though, because I think the Browns are taking a risk going another year with Baker, and it's going to go wrong. So I think they'll end up third. They get another seven-seeded berth, and they'll unfortunately have to play another good team in the first round. And then the Steelers will be the poster child of why the seven-seed shouldn't exist, but I think it's a good idea, actually. Giovanni can go next. Um, I can't I can't say that uh, we'll be dead last from what you were going with the Browns. It's just something about them. We have their number. Miles Garrett gets better every year, but we always find a way around him. And without him, that defense No, you can't find a way stopping. around him on the basketball court, though. Miles Garrett yeah. on the basketball oh, yeah. court. Oh, no, wait. Yes, sir. All-star, yes, all-star sir. talks a little Come bit. Come on. Yeah. But, yeah, that man is a walking athlete. There's nothing you can do with that man. Um, but – we definitely did everything we can to avoid him, get the ball out quicker. And I always feel like we have one step ahead on the Browns, and that's why we will continue to be in the spot that we are. Unless they have a huge defensive draft pick somehow in this year's draft, um, some studs to drop to them or something, that's what's going to hold them up. But other than that, I don't think Baker Mayfield – even if he's the better quarterback compared to ours, I just do not believe that he is going to make the right place and beat us. Um, in predictions to playoffs, though, we are on both sides. We have the potential to be a great team, but we also have a lot of people in our way. So um, can't say we're going to slip under 8-8, eight and eight, though. No negative season. That's not Nine That's not the steal of the way. 9-8. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. The next you, you, you know what you mean. Yeah, we know, ain't I slipping. I know we are not slipping. We're in 8 a.m. 1. What's up with mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so next, year, next year, the Steelers are actually have a really easy schedule. They wind up playing the Raiders, who might as well be a dumpster fire going forward because we don't know what's going on with them. They play the Saints, who have been downward filing. They play the Jets. They play the Bucks, who we have no clue what's going to happen to them. Yeah. They play the Browns twice. They play the Ravens twice with good games. They also play the Falcons, and they also play the Dolphins. All of those games that I mentioned should be show and wins. I think the Steelers could legitimately finish the season at 11-6 and six or, te- or 12-5. and five. And with it's, that mindset, I could see the winning the division. It's great that you said that, too, because there was another um, team I feel like we can walk over very quickly. Um we're taking a trip over to Philadelphia this year, and we are going to smack up on some birds. I know that. So they they play in Philadelphia this year. You you darn too, yeah. and I'm going. I'm buying tickets. Jalen Hurts is going to have the game of his life. He's going to throw for 350 plus yards. He's going to have four touchdowns. He's going to have that kind of performance that Carson Wentz had his rookie year against the Pittsburgh Steelers when we beat the living crap out of him, 31 to three. It's going to be something like that. Hopefully, Malik Willis is your quarterback at the time. So, uh, you know, he gets his welcome to the NFL moment when Darius Slay gets two pick sixes on him. Uh, yeah. yeah, to end the game. Yeah. TJ Watts breaking the single game sack record that game. I'm just saying. Lane Johnson. Nobody stops. He's going to Eurostep Lane Johnson into Giovanni, take the bias aside. TJ's not getting three, six, like seven sacks on Jordan Mailato or Lane Johnson. Sorry. It's seven. Is that really the stat? I thought it was a joke. I don't know what it is. I think it's like he's going to get second. He's going to get second. He's going to get five and a half. He'll get How two QB hits if he's lucky. He'll get five QB hits. Mm. That is the game. Currently, currently Derek Thomas had eight sacks in a game. He's that guy. 
I just don't know. Speaking of that, speaking of that though, how do you have eight sacks in a game and you don't break the all-time record? Like at that point, you have 15 other games to get 14 and a half sacks. 14 sacks. Yeah, you know what I mean. You need to average one one sack a game. Uh, it was great having Giovanni on. Giovanni, we really appreciate you being on. Anything uh, before you? No, anything else before you go about the Steelers or anything? Uh, yeah, just uh, parting way words. Um, I feel like the Steelers may look low, but we are going to shoot for the stars next season. Um, go Pittsburgh, and as Tony says, um, go subscribe to the channel if you're free. If it's not your content. Still do it. I do not care. You guys have a good one, and I thank you for having me. Burrow and four. We really appreciate you. Once again, thank you, Giovanni, for coming in, talking some Steelers. Uh, hopefully we can get more into that, uh, bringing some people in. Obviously, we love, you know, different points of view uh, on just, you know, the sports world. We're going to talk some college football playoff because the committee decided that they will rock with the four-team playoff until 2025 when their lease is up. Daniel, I want to hear your opinions on this first. Do you think the four-team is a good or bad idea? Um, I think the answer is it's the sky blue. And I would say the sky is blue. And that means that the committee really made the wrong decision, like they do all the time. They snub teams from the playoffs. And they made the wrong decision here. They really have desperately – people have been desperately saying – we need to add a team to the playoffs. We need a, at least an 18 playoff. Then they suggested a 12 team playoff that they were okay with, where the top four, four seeds would get buys and then the bowl games would play into the four seeds, which makes a lot more sense because the, if the four, the four best teams really are that much better, then they should get buys and then these other eight teams should play and then the winner of those would go to the uh, next round. I just think it's such – it's a sad excuse for them to not have – to have better TV ratings in the four games because they, they're scared that adding extra games would lower their TV ratings. It's just – it's not okay. They should need to put their – the NBA, the uh, NCAA is a non-for-profit organization. Like they should not be working for profit here, right? They should not be caring about the profit margins they're making. They should be caring about putting the best product and college athletes in a position to succeed. And giving every other sport, like college basketball has 64 teams make the tournament, but only four teams make the tournament for football? How does that make sense? Okay. Uh, First of all, I wouldn't compare the two simply because – it's called March Madness. Anything could happen, and it's uh, basketball is like a different type of landscape. You can play so many games in a short amount of time. I think they made the right decision, and I'm going to explain in a way. Oh, let's look at all the games this year. None of the games were good. None of these games were good. These te- these This committee has a hard time finding four good teams. Every single year, there is an unbelievably hard blowout in the first round. I think they have a tough time finding four good teams. You know, much less trying to expand. The only way I could see expanding, helping out, is to help the importance of bowl games. So, like, this year, winning the Rose Bowl was cool. Like, I, like you know, the Ohio State receivers were going off. It was such a fun game. Now, imagine if that was a playoff game. It actually meant something. That's a little different. 
you know, it, use these bowl games to, you know, make more college football rankings. But honestly, you cannot get a lot of good games. You do. And, and another thing is, I don't believe a like Texas A&M, they have four losses this year. Let's say they sneaked into the playoff. Why do they deserve a chance? They don't deserve a chance. They've lost four times. You should not be able to lose. Uh, maybe some teams who are like two loss, like Ohio State was a two loss team. I, maybe they deserve to get in. Maybe they put up a pretty good fight, even though their defense wasn't that good this year. But so imagine that Alabama and Georgia get a bye. They get a bye, and two teams, and then you have ten other teams that make the playoff, the twelve team playoff. And in this twelve team playoff, you have teams like Notre Dame. You'd have teams like Ohio State. Yeah, it seems like Michigan State, who deserve to be in the playoffs, but have never had a chance because just the nature of the college football playoff right now. These teams deserve a chance in the playoffs, but under a fourteen playoffs, they don't. Their bowl games are meaningless, and that's why people honest, sit out. Like Kenny Pickett sat out his bowl game because well, yeah, that, that's game. a good point. I don't care. It's not important. Like, uh, these bowl games, but what I think you got uh, one one this one thing you didn't hit on. Okay. Or maybe two things. Let's say, okay, you win your first round game. Let's say you're a 10 seed, you win your first round game, whatever, and then you got to play like Alabama next round. You're gonna get cooked. you're gonna get destroyed. You know what I'm saying? And I think no one. Here's the thing. No one has an excuse. Go ahead, go ahead. If a 10 seed wins that game, right? I think they deserve the right because they get beat a four seed, right? Because or they just beat a three seed, or a four seed. Because you'd have the that. 12 seed versus the three seed and the four seed versus the 10 seed. If a 10 seed wins that game, they deserve to go into the next round and play that team. Cause they just beat a team who would, would have been proposed in original four, four team college playoff. See, you're thinking that of it as, Oh, give them a chance and maybe they'll win. But they, I'm thinking it from a chance of you already had 10 or 12 games to prove it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, just like, like the, it's just like the NBA. Like you have 82 games to prove it. Why do we have a play-in? If you're not a top eight team by the end of the team at end of the season, you do not deserve it. Then explain why Penn State a couple years ago went 12 and one, lost to Ohio State, and wasn't in the, in the college football playoff. What was Ohio State's record? Why? What was Ohio State's? Did they have I think one they loss? Went undefeated. Yeah, I okay, undefeated. then then there's your answer. Yeah, but like Penn State still uh, deserve it. A one loss, right? a, a one loss SEC will always get in over a one loss anyone else because the SEC runs college football. That's why. I agree, uh, and that really draws into different issues where the SEC could break away and form a super league, where which they might be doing right now, getting Oklahoma. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because Spencer Rattler didn't duck the SEC smoke. Yeah, he stayed. He went right but... to him. Um, I don't know. It's just yeah, but, it's a big issue. Moving on to our last topic, we're going to talk some spring football. The United States Football League, uh, they're going to be you know hosting their draft soon. They're going to be playing. I don't know how many weeks it is. I believe maybe ten or something like that. Um, but there's a couple teams out. A couple off the top of my head, I can think of. There's like the Stallions, Bandits, uh, Maulers, Breakers, Stars. I'm rocking with the Philadelphia Stars Yo, just because they're the home team. I'm not going to lie. The Maulers remind me of Clemson. Their uniforms, they're mm, yeah. they're clean. Clemson did the purple and orange better. Are you rocking with the Maulers? Are you rocking with the Pittsburgh team? I want to rock with the Maulers, but I like the Stars. Um, I'm going with the Stars. Whoever signs Johnny Manziel. Whoever throws Johnny Manziel a bag. The Stars uniforms are really 
pretty clean. Uh, there's a lot of red in the league. There's a lot of red. Yeah, there's a lot of red. Uh, yeah, but the Maulers, they got I, – I like their purple and orange concept. I like the breakers with their blue and white. Um, pretty sure I don't know how many. Um, I'd have to get another look at the uniforms. I can pull them up right now. Let's share them through the uh, podcast. Me and Giovanni were looking at them uh, before we recorded this. Um, it's pretty dope stuff. Not even gonna lie. I'm excited. For, I'm excited for the league, though. You know, it provides football all year around. Um, gives obviously people a chance. Like PJ Walker, he came from the AAF. These are the Mullers uniforms. These really, I think these go hard. Uh, reminds you of like a arena league version of Clemson almost, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I definitely see the vision. I kind of like them. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I think that they're definitely really hard. Um, I think they're the most unique uniforms out of everyone in the USFL because a lot of this, like we said, there's a whole lot of red. Yeah. But I think this will be good. This will probably get some guys some jobs in the NFL. Uh, and it's another way for college athletes, you know, if you don't want to go to college, you can just go there. Or if you uh, don't think you're ready for the NFL, you can just go there instead of spending another year at college. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I I don't see it being like a G League for football. But I do see football starting to realize that there are prospects like Bryce Young. There are young prospects that need a developmental year or can come right in the NFL and play and rather than come to college football and, and playing college football for three years. There are some prospects that are ready to come in and make an impact in the NFL team. I can, I'm saying some because it's very few, but they could have a some sort of developmental league where a team – Develops a player, and if he's if they if he's deemed ready at some time, that he enters the draft with a certain team. I think that would make a lot of sense um, for, for providing that alternative for college. I don't know what the logistics would look like for money wise or funding it, but I think it makes a lot more sense providing that alternative to college for these players because they really the age of like breakout is getting younger. Like Jamar Chase put up. 1,800 yards, including the playoffs in his rookie year. Yeah. Insane. Insane. Yeah, but we're running out of time on here. You made some really good points, though, you know, about the USFL or maybe a developmental league. But, you know, we're running out of time here, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys uh, tune in to Sideline Summit on all platforms every Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, make sure you turn into my channel every Monday and Friday uh, for NBA, NFL videos, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Danny, anything before before we go? Now, just tune into your prior episode of the NBA What Ifs. I think that really got into some deep conversations of what if something happened. And I, I believe you're continuing to make them, correct? Yeah, 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 definitely. I have to make a West version of uh, of that. Yeah, the West version really could get uh, really yeah, crazy because I think the, could shake up. The, the West is so up in the air right now, especially with the Lakers kind of free-falling with AD's injury, but that's a side. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this will be posted on Sunday, and then make sure you guys tune in on Wednesday, all platforms. Again, make sure you guys know, like, subscribe, do all the, all the stuff you're supposed to do on a YouTube or if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcast. You know, leave a rate, download, 
uh, make sure you guys follow us on uh, social media. Uh, from me and Danny, make sure you guys have a great day. Yeah, enjoy. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.